machine learning. Well, it's been another couple of days since we uh, talked on uh, this podcast, and uh, one of the things that uh, I've been thinking about is introduction of data science into corporations. So there's competition for how the data is being presented. For example, yeah, you're with Python, you have the ability to use uh, facets. And uh, what facets do is kind of interesting, but uh, it allows you to combine multiple plot types in a subplot. And uh, the reason you would want to do that is, for example, if you're looking at a scatter plot versus um, a box plot or uh, a KDE plot with a scatter plot. And uh, where KDE is your kernel density estimator and uh, what it is, it looks like kind of like a contour, topographical contour map. But it gives you a kind of an idea of the density of the of the plot, um, because when you do uh, just a scatter plot, you, you kind of see the densities in the in the data, but uh, the contouring makes it uh, more more clear. And so, uh, you combining the two sometimes uh, is uh, interesting. With a joint plot, uh, you get. Uh, you get the uh, distribution and on histograph on both the uh, uh, X and Y for the X and Y values on the outer portion. So it kind of gives you a distribution plot also. So you get distribution plot, a KDE plot, and a scatter plot all in one view. And what you're trying to do is provide lots of information um, and analysis uh, for the user without them having to see lots of different sections of data to, to understand what's going on. And also you get uh, p-value and correlation, so it does like a Pearson correlation also and puts those two coefficients uh, on, your, on your plot. And that's all in an attempt to increase the, uh, the information analysis of the data on which you're analyzing. And so you can bring in your data either as a CSV or you can uh, use uh, SQL Alchemy, connect to a data source or a JSON, pull your data in, and then uh, build your data frame from that and do your analysis. My only holdback on that is, you know, at Seaborn is a better looking uh, graphical tool than uh, matplotlib. However, Seaborn, um, I don't think it quite has quite the same quality look as maybe a Excel spreadsheet or a Power BI presentation. And I'm really enjoying this Power BI. And what I'd like to do is take the Power BI data and feed that into Seaborn uh, plotting algorithms, and you would get these nice Python 
uh, algorithms without leaving the interactive world of uh, of uh, Power BI. And so they could uh, be feeding data streams into the into the uh, Seaborn graphical libraries and uh, rendering those images. One of the things I liked too in uh, this last uh, course was uh, a discussion about how to use heat maps to watch for how things are changing over time. And so uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, graphs or data that's aggregating things are done based on a time. So you want to see like how many invoices you have each month. And uh, you can plot it out on a bar chart. But if you're dealing with multiple variables, like two variables, and uh, uh, maybe you're looking at uh, frequency and the monitor value at the same time, and then looking at the time gap, uh, the span between or intervals maybe there's different intervals where your certain frequencies are occurring um, so you can watch heat maps are nice because you can kind of see how things are are changing over time maybe going from a cooler color to a hotter color might indicate that uh, that uh, there's something happening in your invoicing maybe maybe you would see that in uh, a trend line like if you put uh, your invoice mounts into a regression line, plotted it out, um, you would see maybe a, a trend that way. Now, one of the neat things about uh, some of these plots is that you can you can combine the data um, with a regression, and the regression um, is just a it becomes a feature, and so you just specify to the um, to the regression plot that, uh, or let's see, uh, to the plot that you you're gonna the kind will be regression, and uh, and then it will plot that out. And then if you wanted to do a polynomial curve fit, then you would make it a second order uh, regression function, and then it would uh, and then it would do the curve fitting to the data using a polynomial. Uh, function using probably like a like we talked about using coefficients and uh, y-intercept and build a Taylor series so you get the generalized equation of a polynomial in this case we would use a second order polynomial where we grab two of the coefficients uh, a1 and probably a2 and then from that uh, build build our line but you could always have more more uh, orders or uh, tighter curve fit and that would give you an idea of the trend direction and maybe also predictions on on uh, on what your data is doing uh, so uh, just using visualization tools is probably a very good start for looking at your data seeing what uh, looks like uh, uh, could be data that correlates and then you could always use a, a dist uh, pair from Seaborn and and then it will look at all of your columns and, uh, and you create uh, visuals for each one of the combinations and then plot it out for you and then you can kind of visually you get a kind of an idea of which columns are going to 
might might uh, uh, might be useful and uh, and then build visuals around that and then do some trend analysis and uh, um, so if you were to do things categorically, you define things like categorically, like maybe you would do a swarm plot or a violin plot. And those things could kind of help you understand what categories are significant. Um, you could break things down by regions and, uh, and uh, uh, do some hierarchy, hierarchical um, groupings and then look at your data as how they correlate in terms of groupings. And sometimes that gives you an idea of what's happening uh, at a local level versus uh, a global level. So you get a, ma a micro view of your data versus a macro. And that could be very helpful in terms of, uh, of uh, visualization and understanding your data. Because really what you, you want, you want to go after these tools not to just know more algorithms to get a job, but you want to be, when you're on the job, be able to use the right algorithm to tell the right story. Because really what you're trying to do is answer questions about your data. And as you answer the questions about your data, you want to have the right tools that uh, can uh, do that in the least amount of effort and that the tool will do the most amount of work for you. Um, and I, and that's, that comes in a pair plot uh, where you're pairing two diagonal types along the diagonal. So one, you have X and Y uh, variables from the data frame. And then you have uh, a diagonal of one type of uh, plot. And then on the other diagonal, the non-diagonal, you have another um, seaborne plot type and you just feed those as parameters and that's kind of the I guess you might say the magic of some of these uh, facet type of approaches or plot types is that you can feed uh, these other uh, in singular instant type of plot algorithms to it as a kind of a pointer function and then once they have that then the engine references that uh, uh, that that plot type to uh, render the data based on the inputs you provided for data and so you, you could do it manually but it might take you a lot of time to set up all of the subplotting you could do it with the subplotting manually and uh, but this is just a nice way to reduce your amount of time but increase the analysis and so it would provide lots of data and then you could analyze the data from uh, many different angles and then make your, your decisions that way. Uh, so the big ones are, you know, category plots, um, KDE kernel, that was big, scatter plots, regression lines, um, bar charts, histograms. These are all just fantastic tools to get a feel for uh, what your, your data is. Uh, magnitude is and then uh, and then you once you have a, a, a good understanding visually of what your data is doing then you can start asking other questions that might relate to prediction or trend 